From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Wednesday, October 20th. I'm Sarah Wright. With the repeal of the latest cannabis ordinance and deadlines looming, legacy growers are facing more uncertainty than ever. Growers have until the end of the month to submit their applications, again, through an online portal, and the end of the year to get licenses from the state. The moratorium on Phase 3 growers under the original cannabis ordinance, which has been reinstated, expires in March. And growers have been shelling out tens of thousands of dollars on environmental consultants and engineers to satisfy the state's requirements, especially from fish and wildlife. It's been a horrendous experience, and I have more despair than hope. Last time I talked to you, it was an interview with the ranch fire. And with everything that's happening in the cannabis industry, I I have a similar feeling that I had sitting on a ridgetop watching that fire approach from five ridges away for a couple of days to the ridge we were on. I I feel like um, something's coming that's going to change the face of the cannabis industry in California. Cliff Morford and his son Daniel are co-founders of Heart Rock Mountain Farm, which has been on the road to compliance for four years. Daniel is the optimistic one. I feel like it's the fourth quarter, and we've got to throw Hail Mary. We've got to send one deep and score a touchdown, do a two-point conversion, and then maybe do a sidekick, fumble recovery, field goal. I have less, less hope than, than Daniel does. He he's, says we're going to make it, and, and we might. And I'm going to do everything I can to make it happen. But one day we're going to, I have a feeling that one day we're going to wake up and, oh, it's over. And they won't care. The powers that be. It'll be easier to administer their program with five big farms in Salinas and a dozen down in Santa Barbara and they'll grow all the weed we need. And, uh, and everybody will be happy except those that want the experience of of smoking our weed. The Morfords spent $12,000 to engineer two stream crossings in pursuit of a lake and stream bed alteration permit from Fish and Wildlife. That's not quite half of what the LSA has cost them so far since it includes work on a pond and some planning and replanning of culverts. Daniel says they're still sitting on some product from last year, but not as much as some of their friends. They don't even know what the price will be this year. As Daniel got up to let the dogs out, Cliff made a key distinction. It's easy to move it. It's harder to get paid for it. Michael Katz is the executive director of the Mendocino Cannabis Alliance. He hears a lot of stories like the Morfords, and his optimism, too, is tempered with uncertainty. But he's hanging a lot of hope on news from County Cannabis Program Manager Kristen Nevidal about a checklist that serves as the site-specific review that growers need to get their state licenses. She indicated that the concerns that had been expressed previously about 90% of people not getting through, that that was certainly no longer the case. And so while we don't know exactly what that means, you know, we still are hopeful Appendix G might not work for everyone who's trying to get legal under a county ordinance that does not have a discretionary permit process, which the state requires. There's also some confusion as to whether the deadline to submit applications is October 30th or if applicants whose documents have not been reviewed by that date will be left out in the cold. The portal hasn't entirely eliminated the application headache. Dozens and dozens of folks who are trying to 
go along with what's being requested or finding that things are changing, things that are not related to certain requests or seemingly not related to certain requests are being asked for. And so, you know, this confusion has led to a lot of people having to resubmit their submissions multiple times. Cannabis program manager Kristen Nevidal was not available for an interview. She's working on a grant application for the county to receive $18 million from the state to get the local cannabis program in shape. Katz thinks this money signals a good-faith effort on the part of the state to help legacy growers in jurisdictions that are having a hard time reconciling their ordinances with Prop 64 and other state rules. Finally, Katz's optimism, too, is tinged with an awareness of historical irony. Capitalism is not really designed to support small businesses. I mean, people are definitely viewing this time period as another extinction event among the community of small operators who started the movement to create cannabis availability to everybody. Like without the small farmers in California, there wouldn't be a legal cannabis market rolling across the world right now. And small cannabis farmers will go to extraordinary lengths to keep doing the thing they love. Probably the reason why I'm more optimistic than my dad is he's in the office doing the paperwork and I'm in the farm doing the farm work. So I'm up there in the mountains and hearing nothing but wind through the trees, thinking to myself, I would torture people to work in an environment this peaceful. Daniel Morford said he's never been as happy for a season-ending rain as he is right now. It's a historical event in history-changing times of drought, wildfire, and public policy. Cats, too, calls for historical perspective. You know, we have to not give up. We have to continue working. My, you know, my hope is what drives me. And our hope as a community is that, you know, we understand the challenge of this time period. I mean, we're at the very beginning of the end of prohibition. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.